Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, everyone. I'm Molly Kehlein, Adweek Senior TV Reporter, and welcome to this week's episode of Most Powerful Women in Sports, where the world's greatest marketers, media pros, athletes, and coaches share their remarkable career journeys and how they achieved peak performance. I cover the business of TV, which includes streaming services, connected TV, measurement, and sports media. I am so excited to be here today with Alana Kloss, CEO of Billie Jean King Enterprises. But from 2001 to 2018, Alana was the CEO and commissioner of World Team Tennis, where she managed both the professional sports leagues and nationwide grassroots recreational programs. She's a former world number one doubles player, is on the board of the Women's Sports Foundation, and is a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers and Angels City Football Club with her wife, Billie Jean. So in this episode, Alana and I will chat about her role at Billie Jean King Enterprises, the development of Trailblazer Venture Studios, her professional career path, and what it's like to own professional sports teams. Thank you for listening, and make sure to subscribe to hear more conversations with the women changing the game. And you can follow me on Twitter at Molly Kaling. Alana, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, great to be here with you, Molly. I'm so excited about this, um, and I'm glad we could get it on the calendar. I know you've been busy in between playoffs and the U.S. Open, and you've just you've got a lot going on. I, I, we definitely do, although uh, a little bit of a bummer with the Dodgers losing to the Padres. Uh, that, that was unexpected, but, you know, that is professional sports. You, you have to bring it when it matters, and uh, Dodgers' bats were cold, and uh, the Padres were hot and exciting, and uh, was tough to play in their ballpark. <laughs> it's really been a season of upsets in this MLB postseason. I mean, the Braves are out. Uh my Yankees might be out. I don't know. As we're recording, guys, the Yankees play tonight, so fingers crossed for them. 
Um, but Alana, so we'll get definitely get into the Dodgers and ACFC, but I want to start by talking about your extraordinary career. Can you kind of walk us through your path? And what was it like being at the top of the, your game as we watched momentum shift closer towards equality in sports, though then we had a long way to go and we still do? Well, for me, I mean, I started uh, playing tennis when I was five or six years old. Uh, I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa. I was a ball kid for the South African Open in the late 60s, where all the top players in the world came. But there was not professional tennis then. Uh, tennis was still pretty much amateur, and the top players were paid under the table. Uh, for me, it was luck, I guess. I uh, was a ball kid for Billie Jean King and a bunch of the other great players. Um, she hit a few balls with me one day. I was on a court hitting with my dad. Uh, she told me I had potential. And, you know, that day I decided I was going to be a professional tennis player, even though there wasn't uh, per se a professional league. Um, but I did uh, make it uh, to the pros, uh, played professional tennis from 19... 19- uh, 73 through about 1985. And, um, you know, I think it was just part of really building something that was very special. And we were very fortunate to have leaders like Billie Jean, um, you know, who believed in equality, right? That uh, everybody should have the same opportunity and should, uh, you know, as an entertainer, deserve to be paid uh, equally or at least have a place to play and make a living doing something that uh, that you love. So I think uh, tennis was very, very lucky that we had someone like Billie Jean fighting for those opportunities. And uh, for me, you know, I got to be mentored by her and I was on the board of the Women's Tennis Association when that was founded. So really had a lot of um, experience and exposure to not only playing professionally, but our responsibility to the fans uh, and to our partners, the sponsors and the promoters. So, you know, learned a lot about the business as well as, you know, playing. So um, I think it really did set me up for the rest of my career as a, a professional business person. Yeah. And on the business side of things, I'm really interested. How did you go about building those partnerships and developing sponsorships to kind of create this empire you have now? Well, I think the most important thing I would tell anybody um, is that relationships are critical. And because, you know, if you are a a good athlete, if you're good in anything, um, you know, people are impressed by that. But it's really the it's the people you meet along the way and relationships that are going to take you everywhere. I think most of us got our first jobs because of a relationship we had or we knew somebody who helped us. So I cannot um, stress enough how important building relationships are because uh, there's so many choices for people out there in the world today of things they want to do, of uh, you know things they want to sponsor or partner with, and the difference is going to be the relationship that they have with you. Um, so that's critical. So I think that is uh, number one, and then obviously um, you know for us. Uh, you know, I think integrity and uh, equal opportunity and access and, uh, you know, trying to live by those values, both, as I would say, on the court and off the court. Great. And then you talked a little bit about what it was like um, being mentored by Billie Jean and coming up in this world as uh, the landscape was shifting. I mean, we had Title IX going on in the U.S., um, which we everybody knows Billie Jean King was a huge part of and a huge advocate for. 
But I'm curious about your experience. Like during this time, did you experience sexism as a professional athlete? And kind of how are you looking at the landscape now? Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's no question in the 70s and, uh, I mean, early 80s, even now, right? I mean, um, you know, we still have to fight to hear, have our voices heard. I mean, you look at what's going on in, you know, collegiate athletics and you looked at the differences that were highlighted a couple of years ago, right, at the NCAA mm -hmm. basketball championships. And so, yeah, I, I think um, – But you do have to see it to be it, and I think you do. Uh, things have definitely changed. Certainly um, in tennis, uh, you know, there's equal prize money at our four major events, which is huge. Uh, we still actually have a way to go on the rest of the tour. Um, I think it definitely feels like there's a tipping point uh, for women and for women's sports, especially when women's team sports. And I think um, that is directly due to Title IX because I think so many women athletes were able to get scholarships which were not available uh, pre-Title IX. I mean, Billie Jean worked two jobs uh, at Cal State LA uh, just to pay her way through school where 30 miles up the road, Arthur Ashe and Stan Smith, both great tennis players, were on full rides. So the uh, event of Title IX has been a huge help to all of the uh, women's, I think, uh, professional leagues because they had opportunities to do uh, what they loved and also, um, you know, become highly skilled. And that's only paying off now. So it takes a long mm -hmm. time to build. And I do think things are better, but we're, we're still so far behind. I think 40% of um, athletes are women. And, you know, we're still only getting about four or 5% of the media coverage. And in order to, I think, excel, people have to know you. And so your stories have to be told. And that's why I think, um, you know, we just need more media, more exposure. And I think social media and using your own platform is great, but you also need other people to tell your story. So I think we're on the right track, but there's still so much, uh, so much further to go. And, you know, we really do need, uh, investment from corporations and people invest as much in women's sports as you invest in men's sports and, and then judge right but mm -hmm. we're still way way behind yeah well i can tell you i'm working to up that five percent media coverage i love that i love <laughs> that that's exactly why uh why i'm happy to be chatting with you Well, I'm so excited you're here. And I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and it echoes a lot of other conversations I've been having. Uh, we just had Val Ackerman, who's the commissioner of the Big East, on this podcast. And she was actually one of the first beneficiaries of Title IX and was able to attend university on a basketball scholarship. And then, look, she ended up being the first commissioner of the WNBA. Um, so it's really, you're right. If you, if you put the investment there, it grows. And I mean... Kathy Engelbert, uh, the current commissioner of the WNBA, will talk about this till she's blue in the face about how you need to invest in women and the sponsorship dollars, and it's there. Um, so she's a big advocate for that too, and it's just it really echoes the conversations I've been hearing so and having. Yeah, and I think you have to you also you have to see it to be it, right? So mm -hmm. um, I think the Val Ackermans, um, you know, what a great example because you know, I mean, we all stand on the shoulders of the generations that come before us. Exactly. Um, but speaking of business ventures and investing in women, can we talk about Trailblazer Venture Studio? First of all, for uh, audience or for the uh, listeners who might not be as familiar with it, can you kind of break down what it is and what its goals are? And then we can dive more into it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, it, it came about um, uh, originally through the work, you know, you, you talk about relationships are everything and, and or I talk about it and we got involved with the Dodgers and then uh, saw what else they were doing and uh, the Dodgers with Elysium Park, um, you know, I think and RGA, the three and Billie Jean King Enterprises decided that there was um, – you know, a huge gap, right, in supporting women startups and and helping them. And, um, you know, I think uh, we saw it as a gap in the landscape and um, for women and women in sports technology. And I think, um, you know, we think we can make a real difference. And each company involved in Trailblazer, when I, when I talk about company, our company and the other companies, um, the three things that I think we bring – that, you know, complete kind of the circle. Number one, obviously financial investment, which Elysium Park is providing. Um, RGA, I think, are one of the best design agencies in the business. Um, so they bring a lot of uh, the marketing and, and telling the story. And then um, I think Billie Jean King Enterprises, you know, we've been in in business for 50 years and we have mm-hmm. unbelievable relationship capital. So between the three groups, we're really able to kind of, you know, meet these companies where they start, where they're at and then kind of work with them on the different relationships we have. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important um, is that we can support them just beyond uh, money investment, right? So, creative investment, uh, sponsorship, and also trying to help uh, with relationships that we have because you need all of them. You know, women mm-hmm. get funding initially, uh, you know, when they start something, but they don't get the support and the investment that a lot of male startups get. So we just felt we were uh, in the perfect place to really use all the relationship capital that Billie Jean and I have built up over the years, partnered with, an amazing agency, and then also um, Elysium Park, which is a Dodgers-founded uh, uh, VC that is providing the investment capital. Great. And then, so with Trailblazer Venture Studio, why is this a priority for you, and what are its goals? Well, I mean, I think for us, it's just to be able to give these incredible women and and some are men who work with them, um, you know, an opportunity to to really be the best that they can be with the support Mm -hmm. and opening the right doors, because I do think it's, uh, it's relationships and who, you know, and, and having a, a team behind them. So, you know, for us, it's just really allowing them to reach their full potential and to have access to some of the things that um, they might not have if they weren't, uh, you know, involved with us. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. look, we, we were there as well. And, um, it's just for Billie Jean and I and our entire team, it's, uh, it's great to, to experience, you know, this passion and, and, you know, young people wanting to change the world. And, you know, we are obviously big supporters of equality uh, and, and access and opportunity, but, um, you know, we're also big believers in men and women working together, right? So uh, mm-hmm. in uniting people, not dividing people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Great. And then in a similar vein, you're the CEO of Billie Jean King Enterprises. This organization's been around for 50 years. But what are your priorities as its leader? And then what's coming up on the horizon? Yeah. So, I mean, um, obviously, Billie and I have been in, in business, she has, for, for longer than I have. But um, we sold World Team Tennis, um, which we, bought, we owned and ran. Um, we sold it about seven years ago. And then started to focus on Billie Jean King Enterprises as a company to kind of, um, I think, to continue to grow Billie's legacy and then also, um, you know, to build a business um, on her philosophies and brand values uh, in, in life. So to kind of use that. And I think the, the three things that we're focusing on, obviously, uh, investing, um, consulting, and then obviously marketing of Billy, um, you know, and others towards helping women who, you know, we think are under-resourced, uh, not only women, people who are under-resourced and uh, underrepresented. So using all of the um, experience uh, to, to bring that to a, a broader range. But, but through the legacy of Billy and, uh, you know, her lifelong, uh, you know, work on uh, equality. I love that. And we definitely need yeah. more of that in this world. Yeah. yeah and it's oh. a great, you know, business. I mean, for us, we think um, there's huge opportunity and, uh, you know, it's great to, to use the relationships we have again to help, uh, you know, push things forward. Uh, at the same time, uh, we do spend time on, on, uh, on Billy's legacy. I love it. Um, okay, Alana, you brought up the Dodgers a couple of times. I am, I'm again. I am so sorry for the Padres, uh, for the Dodgers after the Padres uh, upset them. Though I did, I did love seeing Kelsey Plum throw that first pitch. That was fun. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think Alex Morgan was there as well. Um, I'm sure she, she was. Yeah, yeah. She, so it was, uh, it was great to see. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we've arrived, right? Woman throwing out the first pitch and the. Uh, you know, in in the playoffs for baseball. That's pretty cool. WNBA champion at that too. Exactly. Um, 
But yeah, so I'm curious because you and Billy are part owners of Angel City FC, which is the uh, an NWSL club, National Women's Soccer League, and that had its inaugural season. And then you've, I think you invested in the Dodgers in 2018, right? Uh, 17 or 18. 17 or 18. Okay, I think it was 18. So I'm curious, why these two teams? What drew you to both of them? Well, I I think, again, um, you know, they they are both uh, great, great teams, but um, relationships, right? It's it's people that you know, and, um, you know, we, and they both are literally on different uh, ends of the spectrum, right? (laughs) Dodgers, (laughs) iconic, established, brand right uh so much history uh and then you know angel city and and very in a very male sport right there's no Mm -hmm. baseball for women which um is another story i I remember billy saying that when she went to watch a baseball game when she was seven or eight years old uh she was absolutely crushed because she realized that there were only boys that played and that she could never do that if she wanted to. And that's actually still mm-hmm. the case uh, today. So I think you have this amazing, iconic brand uh, on the one side. And then, you know, Angel City, which is uh, FC, which is on the other side, which start up, um, you know, and again, we feel it's important that um, women invest in other women and in other women's sports teams. And so for Billie Jean and I, um, you know, we were thrilled to be a founding investor and, again, to use our uh, experience and relationship capital uh, to help build a team. But um, totally different, you know, uh, different ends <laughs> of, the, of, of the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those that aren't as familiar, ACFC is a great story. It's owned, I think there's over 100 investors in it, almost all women and they had a great season. They, alongside of the other inaugural team this year, San Diego Wave FC, sold out Snapdragon Arena, 28,000 people to watch a regular season women's soccer game. It's incredible. Yep, it was amazing. But, you know, I think um, Angel City FC, the the main, the biggest uh, investor is Alexis uh, Ohanian, who's Serena Williams' husband. And mm-hmm. so I think um, that's important. Yes, there are you know, a hundred other investors and, you know, you have, uh, I know, uh, Julie Ullman and Cara, I mean, some great women, Natalie, um, uh, the actress, Natalie Portman, um, <laughs> investing, you know, and many, many others, you know, mm-hmm. Julie Fowdy's Mia Hamm, uh, Abby Wambach, but, but the, the fact that, um, Alexis is involved, you know, sends a huge message to the investment world that women's sports is good business. And I think um, it, it's just terrific to be part of, um, you know, a startup and to see it be so successful, especially in the, you know, LA market, which is a difficult market. So I think mm-hmm. um, they're doing a great job and, uh, you know, hopefully it will encourage others to uh to invest in 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 women's sports and you you have to put the same um investment of time money passion into it to make it work so that's what we love about angel city that they are very well funded and they're willing to invest and they used about in an 18 month to two-year runway to get set up so they 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 were set up the right way and i think that is critical that Women's sports are given the same investment and runway as men's sports, um, you know, to try to be successful because it's a long journey. And 
there's so much competition out there. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I think Angel City is pretty much a case study for how to do it right. Um, I, we, I actually just got back from L.A. over the weekend because we were out there for a couple of different ad week events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had uh, the chairman of streaming for Paramount on a panel. And I used that to plug the NWSL because they're in the middle of playoffs right now. And a woman came up to me after and said, like, wow, like, are you a soccer fan? I'm like, absolutely. I love it. And she said, Gotham, which is the New York team. And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. yes, I said, yes. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and then told me she was an Angel City uh, FC t- season ticket holder. Um, I'm like, I love that. I'm at a TV event and I'm chatting about uh, women's sports and soccer. Um, but no, that's a great that's point. Yeah, yeah. And then you touched on this a little bit. But so the Dodgers and ACFC are pretty much on opposite ends of the spectrum um, in terms of branding, in terms of legacy. So what's kind of your, been your experience um, as an investor in both those teams? Well, you know, I think um, for, for us being involved in the Dodgers, I, I think it's, uh, it's great for the people that work there and, you know, they get to, to see other women, right, in, in, a, in a leadership position. I think, um, you know, we've helped as it relates to the LGBTQ community, um, you know, and so I think it's it's great that the ownership reflects, um, you know, the, the community uh, that supports the Dodgers. And, um, you know, so for us, it's been, you know, terrific to be a part of that and to hopefully, um, you know, inspire others. Um, but, but it's been, you know, really great to get to, to, to be part of something that, that, that is that iconic, but still uh, wants to grow and, and get better. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, we can, you know, we, we reflect the values of, of, uh, of the team. I love that. And then, Alana, before I let you go and get on with your day, what okay. advice would you give to people who want to get into the business of sports? Ah, uh, wow. Um, you know, look, I think uh, everything you do is, is hard work. Um, I think uh, try to learn uh, as much as you can about different areas of the business. Um, what I always tell people, um, you know, you, you, if I was starting over and I would do it again because I did it, I love to be in sales and I love to be in, um, you know, helping to, to generate revenue because I think if you can sell – uh, it doesn't always mean dollars, right? But if, if you can sell passion and getting people to support what you do, you're always going to have a job. And and so I'm very big on understanding all the pieces of the business. Try to help wherever you work, be creative in bringing in revenue. And then I think, as I've always said, um, relationships are absolutely everything so um they will carry you throughout your life so as many relationships as you build i think um you know uh, it's hugely uh important that is fantastic advice and one i'm going to take to heart for sure (laughs) Um, well alana thank you so much for being here today i really enjoyed this conversation yeah great to be with you molly and i look forward to uh, meeting you at an angel city fc or a dodgers game or maybe even gotham in new york who knows (laughs) i can't wait all right take care good to be with you you as well thank you for listening to adweek's most powerful women in sports part of the adweek podcast network and acast creator network 
This podcast was produced by Amanda Sickler, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heal, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcast. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.